0: I'm Robbie Quarles, and I am the Director of Multicultural Programs and Services at West Virginia Wesleyan College. I am also a proud West Virginia Wesleyan alum that graduated in the winter of 2011. So currently, I am at the corner of of Meade and College Avenue, um, standing directly in front of the West Virginia Wesleyan College sign. Uh, This sign is very, very special to me and my family Um, because this is exactly where my parents dropped me off in the fall of 2007. Um, My mom cried like a baby the whole entire weekend of orientation, and somewhere um, I have a bunch of pictures of me standing in front of that sign as a 17-year-old freshman, um, just super nervous and anxious about the start of the college experience. Um, Whenever I think about my time as a student at Wesleyan, I kind of always remember that um, beginning right there on the corner, right there at that sign. Uh, Currently, I am passing Agnes Howard Hall. Um, Agnes Howard is like one of the oldest women dorms in the country. So obviously, as a male, I never stayed in there, but I had a lot of friends who lived in Aggie. I just remember the rooms being so big and not having an elevator and trying to get to the fourth floor of my friend Meredith's room. Um, if you Google my friend Meredith, you'll find a very interesting story of her saying she um, had an encounter with the ghost of Agnes Howard. She always says that she was misquoted, but I know that's probably what she said because it was Meredith and we were all theater majors and kind of weird. <laughs> but I was like, Always really cool. Um, I am an alumni brother of Fami Alpha Sinfonia. And another thing that I can remember about this street is one of our service projects was working with Joyful Noise, which is a choir for special needs people. And we would leave a um, choir me and my best friend of Trinity Brother, D'Andrew, would walk up the street, and straight all the way down, and go to Wendy's after every to- every rehearsal. It was kind of like a those like a little tradition that we had, but neither one of us had cars um, back then, and this street was kind of like the access street. That's how we kind of got everywhere, to the dollar store, and to all sorts of places. We needed to kind of get things. Um, and always, I kind of always lived on the side of campus, so it was just kind of the sidewalk that I constantly used. Currently, I'm passing Jenkins Hall, affectionately called Jailhouse Jenkins. Um, I lived in Jenkins with my friend and brother, Zachary, um, I think it was our senior year. We had a suite, not the nice suites like the new residence halls, but one that was one you could expect from a place called Joe House Jenkins. We had a lot of fun in this place. Um, The theater and the dance department had a lot of classes in the bottom of this building. So I used to be able to kind of roll out of bed five minutes before class and go downstairs in my pajamas and uh, actively participate. And more recently, now it's all updated with the gym downstairs. So that doesn't really take place anymore. I think they used to mainly call it a jailhouse Jenkins because if you like flush the toilet and someone was in the shower, there's a chance they'd probably get like third-degree burns from it. But you know, we all survived. I'm still alive. Um now I am passing Lore hall, and which is the music building. Um, while I was a student, I was a musical theater and political science major. Like I mentioned earlier, a brother of me off of Sinfonia. I spent a lot of time in Lore Hall. Whether it be for fraternity stuff, or class, or recitals, I spend a lot of time in practice rooms, singing and prepping for auditions, and kind of prepping for a life of a performer, which obviously I don't do much of now professionally, but I still sing and all those things quite a bit. I have a lot of fond memories and lore. Uh, This past weekend was Homecoming on campus, so my friends and I spent a lot of time revisiting lore and talking about our experiences in there and taking a lot of pictures in there. Uh, now I am passing Benningham Hall. Uh, my time in Benningham uh, was really funny, I guess it's a segway story, like I mentioned earlier, I spent a lot of time reminiscing, and me and my fraternity brother Zach that I live with in Jenkins. Um, also lived in them together, but in different rooms. Now, when we thought about it over the weekend, we thought it was kind of weird because we had this—we were, like, obsessed with legacy. So our freshman year, all of the brothers and, like, music kids lived in certain rooms in them. So when they graduated, we thought it would be, like, our job to take over those rooms and keep the music alive or something weird like that. Um, but I had a lot of good times and been in them. Uh, and finally, uh, the next residence hall all my passing is Holloway. That's another all-woman's dorm that I obviously didn't spend much time in living, but for two years I was the Zeta man, so I was the sweetheart of Zeta Tau Alpha sorority. So I spent a good amount of time in their suite with the girls. I did a lot of random cooking and baking and gift-giving, I helped recruit Random Sisters and had a lot of great experiences. Still really, really close to a lot of um, the girls that were here when I was here. As we cross the street, um, you'll see a parking lot and a little tan building with an orange door. This building is really, really important to me. Um, This building is affectionately known as the BSU House, the Black Student Union House. This building has a lot of history. The BSU was started in 1974 by one of the founders I know as being um, Mr. McGee, whose family was a predominant black family here in town. They started the BSU because the black students weren't allowed to be participating in the Greek organizations and other places on campus. So they used that, this space to kind of be a um, welcome center. This past weekend at homecoming, I learned from some alum from the class of 88 and 89, that at some point, this building had been taken away from them, um, and then an alum came and told them that this building is for the black students. So those students in 88 and 89 petitioned the college to get them to remove all the storage from the building so they could start using it as a meeting space again. So between some time in 1974 and 89, the college just stopped letting the black students use this building and they got it back at the end of the 80s. And we've been using it actively ever since. I used it a lot when I was a student. In a member of the BSU. Now, as I work in an administrative role, I continue to do trainings and meetings and all types of things in here. A lot of alum from the late ni- early 90s and mid-90s will tell stories of the BSU kind of being a safe haven, which is why I like cherishing and recognizing the importance of this building. Um, a lot of racial tension was happening in the city during that time. Um, and all the students are kind of come here and huddle and brainstorm and kind of protect each other and keep each other safe. This building has a lot of history. I'm sure if these walls could talk, you could probably learn a lot about the state of Buchanan, probably and the climate of Buchanan 20 years ago. But everyone should be pretty passionate and pretty excited about the progress the college has made in diversity um, and our new appreciation for diversity and why it's important on our campus. And that the BSU isn't just a building, but a staple um, of the hard work and preservation that many diverse students of color had to do to make a way for our current students now. So, yeah, I'm really appreciative of our little tan building with our orange door. That is my portion of the walking tour. I hope that you all enjoy the rest of your listening. Thank you. You've been listening to Paths Traveled, a podcast project recording tours of Buckhannon, West Virginia. Our intro music is by Kevin McLeod, and you can find more of these audio tours at iTunes under Paths Traveled.